Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exit Row podcast. I'm Frank Warren. I'm the Associate Director at the Seabrook Wessex Group, a South Carolina-based consultancy that serves families who own lower mid-market companies, companies that have somewhere between five and $50 million of revenue EBITDA. Uh, That's uh, earnings before interest, um, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Um, And uh, when we're serving those families, we are working with them on transitioning their companies to the next generation, or helping our, um, the owners of those companies to uh, exit into a great retirement, which we define as being one where they're exiting when they want, uh, with the total after-tax income they want, and a purpose, so they're doing what they want to do with whom they want to do it. Um, then um, we also occasionally have um, situations occur where there's some kind of a family conflict going on, and uh, helping those families to uh, uh, use those conflicts in a positive way so that they don't um, tear um, at the integrity of the family governance of those uh, companies that they own. Um, About a month ago, the 48th anniversary of uh, the final decree of the divorce of uh, Tammy Wynette uh, from um, George Jones occurred. And, um, you know, if you've ever heard that, uh, um, if you've ever heard that that song that she did, uh, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, um, should I sing it for you? I'm going to sing one. I'm gonna, just going to sing that first line. Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E became final today. Once you hear that, you cannot, if you hear it in the morning, you'll hear it for the rest of the day and probably for the rest of the year. So why do I bring that up? Why do I bring up the divorce of George of uh, Tammy Wynette from George Jones? And I like them both. I'm a big George Jones fan. Um, but the reason that I bring it up is if you are the leader and the owner of a family-owned, lower mid-market company, and you have a child or a grandchild who is involved in your company and and they are maybe even in an ownership position in that company, that could be a problem. Uh, You don't want to be in a position where when the ink is dry on the final decree of that divorce, you don't want to be in a position where you have wound up as um, uh, as a business partner, so to speak, with an ex-son or daughter-in-law. And uh, so you have to constantly be, be monitoring what we jokingly refer to as Seabrook-Wessex Group as the family drama index. Uh, the family drama index, anything where there's, where there's conflict, particularly uh, in a marriage, uh, can, can pretty much scuttle a, a, uh, an otherwise well-operating uh, family business. 
So, um, so what do you do? Um, you know, make sure you know what's going on in uh, in the lives of your uh, of your family members and uh, and their extended family, because a lot of times they may not talk about it. You know, you need to have your eyes open and just kind of uh, observe what's going on. And if you do sense that there's any kind of difficulty uh, in a uh, in the household of a family member who is involved in the company. Um, you need to make sure that you've taken steps to um, prevent that from becoming a problem. Um, so you know the quality of your relationship with your with your children becomes and grandchildren becomes pretty important uh, if they're involved in the uh, in the company. You want to see that company sustained um, into um, into other into you know further generations. Um, I come from a family business background. Uh, my family had a business that uh, was started in 1914, came into our family uh, in a partnership in 1927, and uh, we wound up becoming, I say we, my mother's family wound up becoming the sole owners of that company in uh, the early to mid-1950s. Um, and so in that, you know, uh, the, in the 61 years or so that it was in our family, um, because we wound up um, selling the company in 1988, 1989, um, you know, we saw everything. Uh, all of those kinds of family issues, uh, you, know, uh, you know, family squabbles that, uh, that occurred. Uh, we, uh, but we saw also three, I'm sorry, two divorces, three marriages, two divorces um, that um, threatened the sustainability of that company. And, uh, and it was a, uh, today certainly would, would be deemed to be a lower mid-market company. So, so what do you do in situations like that? Uh, you know, hopefully um, your family is close enough that everybody's aware of what's going on with, with everybody else. And I know, um, yeah, it's uncomfortable when people know what your business is. But, uh, and I mean, you know, your personal business. But if, um, if there is a situation where there's a family member that um, um, has a, an issue, um, if it gets particularly you know, but ugly, so to speak, uh, in in the process of uh, of, um, of negotiating through a divorce process, and you know, most of the time there's not a, these days. Uh, most of the time there's not contention. There's some kind of a settlement, and it winds up being being approved. It doesn't mean that there's not contention over things like uh, child custody and child support. Um, but um, there, there can be a, a lot of, um, uh, of ugliness in the, in the process of going through a, negoti uh, a negotiation of a divorce and uh, uh, a property settlement. And um, if it does wind up going to trial, it becomes really a, a, um, stressful and contentious and can have an effect on um, how the company operates and when the ink is dry on the um, on the final decree, as I like to say, um, you can wind up in a situation where 
somebody owns a piece of your business that you really don't want to have on a piece of your business. So if you find that that is the case and that there is some uh, that there are some issues going on in um, um, in a child's or grandchild's marriage, and maybe maybe they're not an owner yet, but they're about to become an owner. You know, you're going to reward them with some equity in the company. It may be a good idea to sit down with your family's um, business lawyer and rethink that. Uh, you know, are there some other ways to treat that situation, or do you do you hold off on uh, on giving equity? And again, we're not a law firm, we're not an accounting firm, but uh, you know, we want you to see where the pitfalls are, where the holes in the road are. And, um, and, and avoid them. And the way to avoid them is to make sure that you get the, get the proper professional advice on an ongoing basis um, so that in advance of things, uh, you avoid problems that, um, that could come up. So um, that can become particularly important if you can see as you're planning on exiting your company, um, in fact, that's a good example. Let's say that you're going to exit your company and we recommend that you um, start planning your exit a year and a half, really no sooner than a year and a half from the point of your exit and probably no farther out than five years. Uh, but uh, let's say that in the course of things, uh, things are going great and you've got a great strategy for exiting your company and um, you know the date that you're going to do it, and you're going to have maybe a maybe you're going to sell it to your sell the company to uh, to one or more children, and um, maybe you're you're taking uh, maybe a, a down payment plus and then installments that are uh, going to be coming in. Well, in order for those installments to happen, uh, that business has to be functioning and operating well. And um, if you wind up in the course of things, saying that you're about to become, um, uh, that, you're, that, that it looks like you're gonna wind up taking installments from a business that's owned by an ex-son-in-law or an ex-daughter-in-law, maybe before that winds up happening and you exit, it may be time to change. Uh, and the time to do it is before um, that particular marriage in question has um, uh, has gone south, has ended, and um, and you've got a uh, uh, an actual some actual legal filings have have occurred. Um, it's too late once that happens. Um, there's not at least it may be too late. Um, I, I'm going to suggest as a practical as a practical matter. It, probably is going to be uh, too late. So you want to make sure that you've uh, gotten all your ducks in a row before that happens and um, um, your your business lawyer is going to be equipped to help you out in most cases. And if it's not something that they're comfortable with planning around, they'll tell you they should and they'll um, uh, refer you to somebody who, uh, who can handle that. Um, because, in fact, I can remember a situation we had several years ago. I had a client uh, in another part of 
the country who had um, um, a business that had gone, it was in its second generation of ownership and was about to pass into its third generation of ownership. And it was a well-established, very profitable company, um, uh, threw off a lot of benefit to the family in a number of areas and threw off a lot of benefit to uh, the current ownership in a lot of areas. So um, in the course of things, we um, had laid out a strategy for uh, uh, for my uh, client to uh, sell the business to um, uh, a couple of his executives, one of whom was um, one of his four or five children. And um, then my client's health tanked. And we had to shift gears. So we had a meeting with, uh, uh, with his uh, CPA and his... Uh, uh, and his attorney, and uh, or the, he had a number of attorneys, but this particular one was the one that handled all the uh, business governance and compliance issues and those kinds of things. And um, uh, mom said, "Look, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure about this. Um, these guys, um, neither of these these guys have experienced any kind of a business town, downturn." before they've they've only seen some pretty great times you know what happens if uh she says to her husband what happens if you die and now i'm in a situation where i'm depending on these guys to make things happen um i'm not sure that this is a good idea maybe maybe we ought to shift gears and and um you know since your health is questionable maybe we ought to look at selling to somebody, you know, selling to, um, uh, um, uh, you know, offering to, to uh, offering the company as a, uh, as an acquisition target for someone or, or a merger tar- target for someone. And as it turned out, um, there was a company that was buying up established, well-run companies I guess they were following Warren Buffett's model. You know, Warren Buffett doesn't buy, doesn't buy trash companies. Um, uh, he, he buys companies that are established and profitable um, and makes it worth the while of, um, of, uh, of their present owners to, to sell to him. Uh, I'm thinking of an example of, of one of those companies, uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart. Um, when he bought Nebraska Furniture Mart, um, he... Um, you know, kept the uh, kept the current ownership in place, or excuse me, current management in place, uh, who happened to have been uh, uh, children of the founders of Nebraska Furniture Mart, and then he, uh, you know, made sure they had a they had still had skin in the game, and then uh, asked them, you know, who do you know in your industry who are um, who are also furniture store owners, uh, furniture store chain owners, who who can we uh, you know, who do you think we should talk to? And those guys um, pointed Buffett to three or four other companies that he wound up acquiring. Um, and so, same situation with this particular client. Uh, he was in an industry that was, uh, and he had an established business. Well, uh, um, uh, it was well run, and um, 
So instead, we wound up looking for companies uh, that might be interested in, um, in buying his company. And it so happened that there was indeed such a company, and the guy was going through, uh, the owners of, of this company, a particular guy in particular, was identifying companies in that industry in different parts of the country and uh, in a particular region, um, uh, running from probably like Kansas down to um, down as far south as Florida and maybe as far north as um, Delaware. And uh, so we, you know, we got a deal put together, and and the and, and the company was sold. the The bad news was that um, uh, there was a little bit of instability, and um, so we had to. Um, uh, a client had to uh, make a rather large uh, cash um, outlay. Um, it was a, I say large. It was six figures. Um, and uh, in order to make the thing uh, happen. So, um, you know, if you have family conflict, whatever that conflict looks like um, uh, in, inside your, uh, your operational group, um, dealing with it, as soon as you realize that it's an issue can prevent you from having uh, uh, some bad things happen down the road. So. Um, so anyway, I leave you with that thought and, um, um, you know, keep, keep a, keep a handle on what's going on, uh, within your family because yeah, it is going to affect your family business. Um, particularly if you're looking at, um, you know, transferring to another generation, you want to make sure that those people are, are ready to go and that that ownership is not threatened by, um, by a marriage that has, uh, is going south. And because um, when it does, bad news, bad news. All right. Um, uh, the good news is deal with it in advance and uh, you can still have a happy result for everybody. So I'm Frank Warren. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us today on uh, the Exit Road podcast. And um, as I like to tell everyone, I, I'm a big fan of a book by Huma Cloud called... Uh, um, evil plans. So uh, keep, as he says, keep working on those evil plans and uh, keep having fun on the road to world domination. I'm Frank Warren again. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us.